Fans around the world, thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And we're going to start it off uh, by basically flying around the world with a few stories uh, before getting on to our discussion regarding uh, Jaime Munguia and his defeat of John Ryder. So before we do that, let's go into France, have a look at what happened uh, in a cruiserweight uh, battle between bulletproof Brandon Glanton. Um, basically scored a second round technical knockout against his opponent, Emil Markic, uh, who's now 35 and five, by the way, anyway, and he captured the vacant, uh, WBO international title, uh, with that victory, which took place at the Casino de Deauville in uh, Normandy, France, apparently a very luxurious place to have a fight. And, uh, a lot of the fans were entertained indeed. Most importantly, as far as we're concerned, they were entertained by a couple of female uh, super flyweights, where uh, Miley's uh, Ganglong, who's now uh, nine and four, outpointed Gemma Ruig, uh, seven at ten and one, uh, with one knockout over eight rounds, uh, with the scores being 79, 73, 78, 74, seven, sorry, 80 to 72. So, a pretty strong finish by uh, Ganglong there in France. There were some other uh, fights, but uh, you can, you can uh, go online, have a look for yourself. Uh, let's have a quick look here. What other women were doing? Um, Carolyn Dubois uh, will be faced against Miranda Reyes on the undercard of the big Boatsy Aziz fight coming up on Sky Sports. Uh, London's Dubois will be making a first defense of her IBO lightweight belt uh, set to take place at the Wembley Arena against uh, Reyes, who's from uh, America. So a good fight coming up on the undercard of the Boazzi Aziz fight. Uh, elsewhere, women in the ring, we're seeing uh, Canada's Candy Wyatt uh, go toe-to-toe against Maricela Cornejia. Uh, that's taking place in Orlando, Florida, uh, part of a much bigger card. But uh, have a look online for other results. I'm just focusing on the women right now. They need a bit of a push. Um, Southern California's Gabriela Fandura. Uh, remains undefeated 13-0 after referee Chris Flores stopped the fight, which is a title fight, uh, against uh, Christina Cruz, who's now 6-1 and one in round number 10. And i got to admit, this is a bit of a peculiar ending because uh, Cruz had her, had her back turned to Fandura and was stepping on Fandura's foot, and it was making it difficult uh, for her, uh, I guess, to spin around. So she thought uh, the referee would intervene, but I guess he didn't quite see it that way. And in fact, uh, with, a, with, a, with a punch from Fundora coming in from the, from the side, he called the fight. So it was a kind of a weird ending uh, to what was a pretty good fight uh, with great punches uh, phone, uh, thrown by both fighters. Nonetheless, uh, Fundora, who we've talked about quite often, and her brother here on Talk and Fight, remains undefeated, as I said. Also out of uh, California, uh, it was basically SoCal versus NorCal. Uh, Lupita Mentina, 5-0, remained undefeated. Uh, she beat uh, Tatiana Almaraz uh, by majority decision in their light fly match. Uh, let's have a quick look at uh, what some men were doing. Carlos Linas uh, is taking a successful boxing series to different cities across the state of Michigan already established and successful within city limits of Detroit at Motor City Casino. Uh, Linus uh, hinted at more shows in various cities throughout Michigan in the near future. So he's teamed up uh, with several people and he threw a fight, a boxing card 
on uh, the Causeway Bay Hotel. That took place in Lansing, Michigan, and was the first boxing card to take place in Lansing since 2017. The main event featured a hometown favorite, apparently Justin Johnson, 3-0, three knockouts, beating uh, fellow super middleweight, Oshwan um, Bates, who's now 0-3, uh, producing a knockout uh, victory in the first round. Fight of the Night Awards went to the co-main event at the welterweight division. Justin Lacey Pierce, 4-0, went head-to-head in a tough battle with uh, Ray Sarsola, uh, who's now 0-1. Both fighters had moments in which they connected uh, their their punches, but uh, Sarsolo was able to make some uh, rounds pretty close. But in the end, it was Lacey Pierce's overall performance that won him the majority decision in that fight. Uh, we saw Cody Cross uh, win his pro debut, uh, uh, scoring two knockdowns in the first to defeat uh, Maquam uh, Flowers uh, at one minute. And nine seconds of round one, as I said, and that was a super middleweight fight. Uh, welterweight took out for uh, Wesley Rivers, uh, defeated Anthony Smith. Um, uh, junior middleweight division, Jordan McDonald, 1-0, one knockout uh, over Marion Smith in the first round. Cruiserweight, Joseph uh, Zuriga, knocked down David Carr Jr. twice to win a technical knockout at 54 seconds in their first round. Man, this must have been a pretty quick night of entertainment for the bloods and, and ladies out there. Super middleweight, uh, Ard Minion Diego Williams, 2 0, two knockouts, one by technical knockout at the two minute first, uh, two minute and one minute, two minute, one second mark of round number one to defeat Darius Cart. Uh, so some good fighting out in Lansing, but awfully quick fighting, it seems. <laughs> um, Unbeaten Rodrigo Ruiz, 18-0 out of Argentina. Wow. Decisioned Ruben Carciero, 10-3 uh, of Uruguay, to retain his IBF Latino and South American Super Pantomite titles. The event took place Saturday night at the Estadio FAB in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Ruiz scored knockdowns in rounds five and nine en route to unanimous decision. The official judges' scorecards were 188 twice and 99-89. So let's move along to uh, an interesting fight. I called it Jaime Munguia, super uh, middleweight uh, against uh, John Ryder uh, and defeating uh, John Ryder quite handily in uh, Phoenix. Uh, so Munguia remains now undefeated, 43-0, and 34 knockouts, and dropped Ryder uh, for a third time with a looping right hand, then uh, swarmed him and put him down again when Ryder wobbled back to his feet following the fourth knockdown, according to ESPN, Munguia trapped him against the ropes and continued his onslaught. Uh, the rider cornerman uh, climbed into the ring apron with towel in hand to end the fight. Uh, but referee Wes Melton did not see him. Officials then rang the bell to give uh, Melton the wave off and beat down at one minute, 25 seconds of the round. So John Ryder, as I predicted, uh, got clobbered despite Eddie Hearn's opinion. Uh, now, where it comes interesting is in this division because it, it would seem that uh, Mangia is uh, picking and choosing accordingly to get his way uh, to see uh, a fight put at, uh, you know, into play against undisputed super middleweight champ Canelo Alvarez. Uh, so to the casual boxing fans, that indeed would be a, a good fight. But along the way, 
I kind of think, I really do agree with some of the writers out there who say, realistically, Munguia should be fighting Dave Benavides and Dave Morrell Jr., uh, yet they would be, quite frankly, risky fights for Munguia. Uh, you know, uh, so as he moves up towards his dream date uh, with Canelo Alvarez, I mean, a big purse indeed, uh, and remaining undefeated along the way until he, until he actually faces Alvarez, if you ask me. But Dave Benavidez uh, took to social media with this comment. Before I fought Dimitri Andrade, we were in negotiations with Jaime Mungia for two months back and forth. And then after two weeks of negotiations, they said they didn't want to take the fight. So what do you guys call that? Okay. So he's saying Mungia is basically ducking Benavidez. And he said, it was an easy knockout. That's why they ducked me concluding his statements on social media uh, moments after Mungia had uh, won his fight over Ryder. So in a nutshell, uh, do, do we like what uh, Mungia is doing? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's a tough call because you're in different continents, uh, you know, and different facing different fighters. It makes a difference. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But I, I would like to see... Um, Benavidez fight uh, Mungia. I'd like to see that happen before uh, the Alvarez, if he gets it, the Alvarez fight. But Ryder's out of action for sure. Anyway, let's have a quick look at uh, Tim Sayu out of uh, Australia. Uh, he's peaking. He's undefeated, 24-0, 70 knockouts. Uh, and can he stop Keith Thurman? That's the big question. I don't think Thurman's had very many fights uh, over the past few years. I mentioned him last uh, last week. I think he's had three fights in the past three years, something like that. Anyway, when Tim was asked uh, whether he could knock out Thurman, he goes, in my mind, yes. Uh, I believe the next eight weeks and how I approach the camp, which should take place in the United States, and the way I've been approaching this camp, that's when I peak. I peak. I feel, and he will feel it. He said he will feel that he's never been in the ring with anyone like me. So, uh some bad news coming in to Keith Thurman. It looks like he's in for a tough battle. Like I said, he has not been in the ring very often. It would be quite an upset, quite frankly, if Keith Thurman, with all that ring rust, went into the ring and actually beat Tim Sayu. I doubt it. It's not going to happen. But Tim Sayu does need to make himself known to an American audience. That's without a doubt. And start to making some money on, I guess, pay-per-view. The interesting, the interesting, uh, and I'm going to conclude this off, is, uh, you know, Jamel Charlo. Very, very peculiar situation in this whole realm of matchmaking and who gets to fight who. This is a weird one. So uh, I'll, I'll read you the headline, courtesy of Bad Left Hook. Um, Jamel Charlo, reportedly named WBC champion in recess. Fundura and Bohachak are now for the full title, okay? So, former undisputed super welterweight champ, Jermel Charlo, may be down to one belt. He's uh, either been or will be named champion in recess soon enough, says Dan Raphael and Keith uh, Idak. Uh, Sebastian Fandura and Sir Hill Boacek will battle it out for the full title on March 30th instead of the interim. Charlo, he's 35-2-1, 19 knockouts, has not fought at 154 since stopping Brian Castana in their May 2022 rematch at PBC, allegedly due to lack of availability dates, and elected to schedule his mandated defense against Tim Sayu 
for the following January, which gave Charlie enough time to get injured and withdraw. So rather than face Sayu um, you know, on a rescheduled date, Charlo instead jumped up to 168 to challenge Canelo Alvarez, only to hit the deck and drop 10 rounds in a listless performance. To add insult to injury, the WBO deservedly stripped Charlo the moment the ring announcer introduced him as the undisputed champion. Uh, Charlo then proceeded to vacate his IBF belt when overdue mandatory challenger uh, Bakram Mutsuliev came calling. Now all that remains is the WBA title, though that may be in jeopardy, as well as with Israel Madinov and uh, Magomed uh, Kubanov reportedly gearing up to fight for some form of it. Save for those announcements and getting charged with assault last month, Charlo has been effectively silent throughout the whole process. This move is long overdue. I say these writers, Charlo completely failed in his duties as champion. If you can hold four belts, you have to fight more than just, <laughs> sorry, you have to fight more often than Gary Russell Jr. does. However, uh, make it that much more inexplicable that his brother got so much slack from Mauricio Suleiman. Hmm. It also raises the question of why, number one, Charles Conwell isn't getting the shot, uh, but the writers have long since given up on trying to figure out why he and his team are doing are doing what they're doing with his career. So a bit of complexity in, in a couple of divisions with respect to uh, why fighters are fighting who they choose to fight. And uh, not the best versus the best, in my opinion, right now. It's not looking good for men's boxing with all these, I don't know, I'm not going to call them fixed fights, but uh, the way these matchmaking, uh, it's not my, my not my business. I'll leave you with that. Um, I like women in the ring. I like Asian fighters. Uh, I like the African fighters. And I like the best versus the best. And, and the Americans and British have got to get that together. Now, Boatsy versus Assis uh, uh, with Caroline Dubois on the undercard is going to be a great fight uh, to watch. But then there are other great fights as well uh, happening around the world. And uh, fellows like uh, Tim Sayu, who's got to come to America to get recognized by an American fan base, you know, he's going to clobber Keith Thurman. And uh, and John Ryder has got to hang up the gloves now. Um, that's the way it's got to be. Thanks for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Thanks very much.